All right, Fern, we're back with another question from the audience. I call this question all about the Benjamins. I'm going to read it to you. It's a little bit long, but is that, is that entertaining? I, well, I don't know. The fact that you just like decided to call the question something instead of a question by nature is that, you know, like, but anyway. Let me, let me read it. Then you can reassess if that laugh was warranted. I am still confident in my laugh. Yeah. This is a long question. There's a little bit, it's a little too much, but let me just read it anyway. All right, here we go. I've done my level one last August and started coaching in a brand new box in the small town I live in, population 5,000 ish. The gym owners have no previous experience in CrossFit. Both just did their level one to open the gym. One of them actually failed. They already have an everyday gym in the town that runs spin classes and hit. I know for a fact they opened up only to make money, which I understand it is a business and at the end of the day, but they just want to get as many members in and all classes full and don't really give a shit about current members. Pretty sure they would struggle to know people's names. We have about 70 members at the moment. Payment wise, I earned, this is a different dollar unit. So it's, it's like, I believe it's a euro. Payment-wise, I earn five euro less than the average L1 coach starting out. Starting rate in Ireland. Does Ireland use the euro? Is that right? So it says, I don't remember. Starting rate in Ireland is 15 per hour. I only get paid per class and get zero for all extra work I carry out in the gym, i.e. vacuuming gym floor and equipment, cleaning changing rooms, keeping toilets stocked. Most of the time, this comes out of my pocket. I agreed to coach for lower wages as I was coming into the industry with no past experience, day job as an engineer, and wanted to start coaching ASAP and was a big plus to be able to do this in my hometown where I dreamed of opening my own gym someday. I approached the owner last week to ask for a pay increase to be on par with every other coach in the country, quote unquote, Ireland, as I have shown I am a capable coach, thanks in part to best hour of their day, and was told no. So I'm basically stuck in limbo. I love coaching my morning crew and have created a great connection with them in the short few months the gym has been open, which makes it harder for me to just walk away and find another coaching role. I do plan to open my own gym someday. I just have a lot more coaching experience to gain and money to save. I'm 32 with a mortgage to pay and a six-week-old baby to look after. So here's the question. Do you think I should just shut up and get on with it and keep looking at the big picture or do I know my worth and walk away not knowing if I will get another coaching role in the near future? Capital letters. Please, if you talk about this on the podcast, please, please, please don't mention my name. From, no, I'm just kidding. From <laughs> Bob Jones. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I, I want to get to this because we put it out there. We, you know, this is almost like you ever read like the memory Maxim magazine back in the day and they had like the dear bartender section. Jimmy, first I think all, his name was. First of all, you're the only dude I know that read Maxim magazine. Uh, <laughs> Everybody I else section. I know was just looking at the pictures. So I love to ask Jimmy, like the bartender, that's what this is. This is like a life question here and uh, you're the you're the same guy who's like hey did you read that article in playboy magazine and i'm like no no i did not read the article in playboy magazine yeah, i get i still subscribe to playboy just for the articles <laughs> so so, so l let's talk about it i mean this is a common thing this is not like completely it's certainly not unique to ireland and it's certainly not unique to this individual but let's let's discuss it in a little more detail 
we had, we had an episode not too long ago where we talked about coaches compensation. So I'd highly recommend people go back and listen to that episode, but this is a little more specific in the sense, you know, how they should handle it. So what's your, what's your first take? This is a tough one. I have, I have full empathy for this. Like I get it. You're passionate about it. You want to get paid for it. You, you, you know, luckily this person has another source of income. So this is not how they're trying to pay their bills and feed their kids, particularly with a newborn. This does go back to my previous comments about CrossFit makes people irrational. If this was going on at, at his day job, I, I, I doubt that he would stay there. If they were, if his day job was asking him to come in and just, you know, this is the, this is like the office. He's like, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. I'd be like, no, you're not paying me for Saturday. So well, not only that, there's some little things in there where it's like, it sounded like they're paying for the toilet paper at times. So first of all, you know, so let's go with what you should and should not do with regard to just labor. And then we'll get into some of the more, uh, if this is the case, you know, I get that you want to do things that benefit the gym my personal recommendation here would be limit that to your time. You should not be paying out of pocket. This is not your business. Like you know, particularly with a six month old, you need to take care of your family. So I wouldn't be buying any supplies. If it's their business, they, they need to buy the damn toilet paper. Like that's really, really crappy. No pun intended for, for them to not have that in stock and expect the employees or the contractors or whoever their labor force to do that for them. And that goes so, for anything at the box. If you're a box owner or coach, the box owner needs to pay. Hey, there are times where like a coach may show up with a box of donuts or a box of coffee. Cool. Cause you decided to, but if you're ever putting money out for the gym and this goes for any business, you need to expense that. 100%. They should send you an invoice or, or you should just Venmo them the cash or whatever, just so you can keep track of it and you can get the expense as well. But yeah, you should, your employees and, or whoever should not be paying for that stuff. It should come out of your own operating expense. The, so stop doing that. Number one, that's, that's their responsibility and they're not doing it because you're doing it. So make them do it. It's their business. The second part of that is this is also a tough conversation because it's like, Hey, I want, I know my worth. This is a double-edged sword, this conversation about worth, right? Because in a capitalist society, the worth is determined by what people will pay for it, right? So I will pay more for certain things than you will, right? And you will pay more for certain things than I will. So it's not just about and – and I've had this conversation with coaches before – and some people overestimate their worth. You know, like, oh, hey, I'm worth this much. And I said, well, I, that's what you want to be worth. Like what you're actually worth is a math equation where we can figure out this is what you make. This is how many hours you work. And then we can figure out this is your hourly rate. This is currently what your time is worth. So, um, you know, have the conversation. They clearly said no. And it doesn't sound like they're going to be convinced. So you've got a couple choices. You can continue to work there and just maybe put in a, le a little less money and sweat equity with regard to the facilities and the business and then just deep dive into the members. That's probably what I would end up doing. If it, assuming you have no other option, like to go anywhere else. 
Well, you know, and, and I think that's part of it as well. You know, and, and we've talked about it on our episode about selling a box or buying a box. It's, it's worth what someone's willing to pay, as is your hour, right? No different than you and I being level three, level four coaches. We can show up at a box and say, hey, we're worth $100 an hour. But if the box is willing to pay you 20, that's what we're worth to that box. That's what you're worth. You know? So it, it, I think the other aspect of this we need to take into consideration is in some countries like Ireland, for example, maybe there isn't another box around the corner. And that's why I said, I don't know if he has another option. Uh, now I've been to Ireland. It's not huge, however, but it happens to be one of my favorite places ever, but the, cause you like to drink. Um, I mean, I do like to partake, but like it just Ireland is beautiful. Like the food is great. The people are super nice. It was just a really, really, I was there for almost two weeks, I think, but, um, no, I was there for 10 days, but it was great. I loved it. It was amazing. The, um, so yeah, I think he may not have another option. So let's assume worst case scenario, like you, the next closest gym is whatever the West coast. Let's just say he's in on the East coast. You got to do like, do you want to do it or not? And then you, you know, don't, you probably have to have this conversation about the energy audit that we've talked about. I don't remember what episode that was, but like only do so much that it gives you energy. And then anything else past that, just say no. And it's not like they can make them do it. You're like, you're not paying me for it. You know, like, Hey, you need to clean the toilets. I'm like, no, no, no. You pay me to coach class. As a matter of fact, you underpay me to coach class. So that's all I'm going to do. Like if you want the toilets clean, well then, get in there and clean the toilets or hire somebody else to clean the toilets. But I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, cause that comes down to just like, Hey, there are times, you know, even whether it's around the house or at the gym where you do things because you're doing that for you at that point. Like this makes me feel better. I know the members need it, but that's not your responsibility. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm there, I'm here to coach the hell out of this morning class. It sounds like, and then I leave. And maybe at that point, the owners will say, wow, he was doing more than we realized because now we're stocking the toilets or, or maybe they're going to yell at you and say, hey, why aren't you doing that? And I mean, you have, you have to know your value as this guy or girl. I, I honestly can't tell what the name is. It's an, it's an Irish name. Um, you know, what does that mean? It's like, like, it's like one of those generic Irish names. And I don't want to say you it mean out it's, loud. You mean it's unisex? Like my no, daughter's name is my daughter's name is Logan. That's you right. Like Logan could be, could be a guy's or girl name. Exactly. Right. So it's similar to that. The name is not Logan though. But just to be clear, in case this person's listening. But any uh, so there's gonna be like a whole thing in Ireland. Like everyone's gonna try to figure <laughs> out <laughs> who this is. Take the I'm clues. Get, I'm gonna get a letter from the NRA. <laughs> exactly. Or the so, IRA, not the NRA. Yeah, I'll but, take a letter from the NRA, not the IRA. But, but, but the point is, at some point, you have to know your worth. And it, it's tough because for so many people, we do this because we love it. And I also think there's value. And if this is your first experience, maybe you need to just start there and suck it up for a little bit of time. Yeah, again, I think it, I think it, there's a lot of it depends. And there are some pieces to this we don't know. So we have, we have this person's side of the story. We don't have full context on what's going on. You know, so I think there's two lessons to be taken away from this question. One is there's no shortage of coaches in this scenario, right? Who, who feel this way. I talk to them on a regular basis, level ones and level twos. 
So that's one side of it. The other side of it is if you're a gym owner, you should, tr you should start developing this hyper awareness of this potential feeling by people, right? So there's this idea that, hey, you know, people should just want to do it because they want to do a good job. And to some extent, that's kind of ridiculous. Like it's your gym, you own it, you know? So now that's different than like trying to breed a culture of excellence. You know, so there's a great book called Legacy and it's about I love that the, book. Yeah, it's a great book. It's about the New Zealand All Blacks and about the culture they have in there. And one of the one of the kind of core tenets in there is everybody sweeps the sheds. Meaning like everybody does their part to clean up the locker rooms and the facilities. The players, like even the top rugby players in the world are in there cleaning up. So now if that's going to be the case then that means the gym owner can never walk by trash that's on the floor. You have to pick it up and throw it in the trash. Like you have to do this all the time. Uh, there's somebody, who was it I was talking to about this? I believe it's the CEO slash founder. I might be wrong on the title of First Form, the new the supplement company. And he was talking about the culture they have in there is that everybody cleans the bathroom, meaning if you were to walk in the bathroom and do whatever, you know, like if you guys go back to the road trip, Jay spends a lot of time in the bathroom. So I was just trying to get away from you. I was nervous. So it, so if I was to walk in the bathroom after you and it's in something like the toilet, oh, you paper don't was, do that. You no, don't I definitely do don't. That. Yeah. So, but let's say I did, let's say that the toilet paper was empty and there was water all over the sink and there was no soap in there. What he will do is the employees can go to him and be like, hey, you didn't clean the bathroom. And he will literally pay the employees for that. So he creates this culture where like everybody cleans and all of a sudden everybody keeps all of the bathrooms very, very clean just by doing a little wipe down of the sink, which takes you five seconds. I was actually thinking about that. I don't know why this morning when I was in the bathroom between classes, like I just went in there, wash my hands real quick and just wiped down the sink. And I'm like, everybody should do this. Now I have to, I have to get them to do that, but you can't just be like, wipe down the sinks. That's not how it works. It's, it's almost like deplaning, right? Hey, if we all just get off in an orderly fashion and all just contribute to being normal human beings, this will be a lot faster and everybody will have a better experience. And it's the same thing here, right? Just if everybody just contributes. This isn't a co-op. Like I don't expect you to stock yeah, it's not the a, fridge. It's not a commune. It's not a right. commune. But you know what? wipe the seat off if you, if you peed on it a little bit, or if you got soap on the side of the sink, wipe it down. Now, I do want to say to this person's email, like, do you know that the going rate is 15 euros? Like, is that something you've just created in your head? Did you do a survey? Because a lot of times, like, perception is reality to this person. Do we really know that to be true? So before getting, you know, all, all, all upset about it and, and, you know, getting all flabbergasted and mad at your box owner maybe maybe you are getting paid the average now the other thing is it was a long email i forgot did this person say how long they were coaching um no past experience day job as an engineer and wanted to start coaching asap and it was a big plus to be able to do this in my hometown but he didn't say how long this is he's been there um they did their or level she, one last i literally have no idea but yeah they did their level one last August. So let's, let's say they've been coaching since then. So about five to six months. Okay. 
And I also don't like this statement. And I know, you know, this person is going to listen to this. I don't like this, this part of the email, to be fair. I know for a fact they open only to make money. Now, which I understand it is a business at the end of the day, but they just want to get as many members in and all classes full and don't really give a shit about current members. Pretty sure they would struggle to know people's names. We have about 70 members at the moment. So first of all, kudos to this box owner for having 70 members. That's not easy. And secondly, you know, speaking to the email, what's wrong yes. with trying to make money? <laughs> yes, 100%. You know? That is why they opened that business. Like exactly. we, should, we should all just acknowledge that is a fact. I don't know what the form is in Ireland. You know, in the States, it's like a 501C. I don't think it's a not-for-profit. Yeah. So, and th so that is always a tough one to, because typically the employees don't understand. Uh, I don't want, I don't want to say they don't understand the business side because that's not what I'm talking about. They typically do not understand because you just fundamentally cannot until you own your own business one day, what it means to own a business, right? You are just in the business of eating poop sandwiches. Like that is your entire life. If you do a great, it's, it's this weird thing where like, if you do a great job, typically everybody's just like, yeah, you're supposed to, right? There's no, there's no kudos for running like a great business. Quite frankly, people just hate on you more, but everybody's going to take a big dump on you. If you, if something goes wrong, even if it was accidental, Be like, I mean, you couldn't have sent that email out a day earlier about the gym being closed a month from now. And I'm like, I thought 30 days was sufficient, you know? Right. And so, why are you even closed on Christmas? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like I don't do, I don't celebrate Christmas and I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know. Like what, what do you want from me? So yeah, I, I do think you maybe practice a little bit of empathy there. And, and again, this assumption that they don't give a shit, maybe they don't. I have no idea. Yeah, but. I, I don't think, you know, this person is lying to us. I, I'm sure they feel like they don't. But I, again, and you and I have talked about this so many times. It's like, have a conversation with them. You know, sit down and try to remove emotion, try to remove ego from it and just talk to them about, you know, maybe we do a little role play. Let's role play, Fern. I'm the, I'm the emailer. You're the box owner. Okay, so let's... Okay, so what, how are we, where are we starting in this conversation? I'm going to approach you. Hey, okay. um, you know, I'm getting 10 euros. Okay. The average coach around here gets 15 euros. I'm doing a lot. You know, I replace the toilet paper all the time. I'm, you know, sticking around after class. The morning crew is amazing. I love them, but I'd really like to get paid five more euros. Can we make that happen? Why do you think you deserve to get paid five more euros you've been here for four months well yes but i'm creating a really good community in the morning and i do a lot of these little things that maybe you don't realize like i said like the bathroom's often dirty after the morning people leave i take care of it um you know i'm always reaching out to the members and making sure they're having a good time i you know i vacuum the gym floor i, I clean the changing rooms sometimes it even comes out of my own pocket but i mean you should just care you should want to do that like if you really cared, you would just take care of the gym. Well, well, I do care, but I still, you know, as you know, I have a full-time job and I have a new baby. I have a mortgage. You know, I, I, I love this, but I, but I need to be paid my value. Well, your value as a new coach is 10 euros. Based on what? Based on the fact that you have almost zero time in the seat. 
So what do I have to do in order to get to that 15 year? Okay. So this is where we would cut. And that is the, that is where I think that conversation generally does not lead to. Right. I agree. Because- as I, as we were getting there, I was like, and I can tell where you were going and it's right. It's like, cause sometimes it's just like black or white. I'm getting paid 10. I want 15 instead of what do I need to do to show you that value to get, to get you to feel confident giving me those extra five euros. And that is, that again, that, that involves you putting yourself in the other person's, um, in, in their shoes, meaning you, you have this predetermined idea of what your value is without, without considering that your value, that's your value. I need to consider how am I valuable to this person? Or more importantly, what does this person find valuable? right? Maybe they don't find me cleaning the bathrooms valuable at all. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they are in that bucket. They literally don't give a shit about their members. I don't know. So if that's the case and you want to make more money and you, and you're going to grow the gym, what do they find more valuable? So based on the email, I would venture to assume that they value growth in the gym because he said, all they want to do is get more members, which you know, whether that's the right or wrong answer, like every gym owner ever has had that thought. So nobody's just like, no, anybody who says they haven't had that thought at some point is a liar. So maybe if you want to make more money, if you want to do that, then maybe tie your value to growth in some way and start a negotiation about it. Is there a possibility for some sort of incentive pay if I can chip in with regard to sales and retention? right? Because if you make more money, then you can pay me more money. Because I, I think some people fail to understand that there's a pie, right? And what they don't recognize is that typically when this conversation happens, all you do when you come to me is ask me for a bigger slice of the same pie. Instead of saying, what, could I have a larger piece of a larger pie? Would that be cool? Like if we get two pies, can I have a slightly larger serving of those two pies? Well, yeah. And then, you know, we've talked about this in the past as well, that, that kind of member math that goes on. Like, so I don't know what this box charges, but say they do have 70 members and say their, say their rate is 150 euros. That's, you know, they're grossing $10,500. Like that's just like member math that's really not that much when it comes to running a business. I mean, I don't know what rent is in Ireland. I don't know what rent is. Let's say at a minimum, it's 2,000. You know, then, you know, the insurance, a website, maybe they have best hour of their day programming, which is the best programming out there. And you can get it on SugarWatt and or Wattify. So, you know, there's, there's lots of expenses that this guy might not, or gal may not realize. And I think, I think that's important. And like you said, well, I, I coach the morning class and it's really growing. Can I, you know, have a percentage of that? Or if I bring in new people or can I do one-on-one stuff? And so there's lots of options like you're saying, you know, and I, I don't, I'm not, I don't want the person that wrote this email to be discouraged by this, but I think what we're saying is, you know, at the end of the day, I would tell them, Hey, if you need to know your value and if, and if that's not enough, you need to move on 100%, but well, just understand it's probably not as black and white as it is in your mind. And it's coming from two people right now that have been on both sides of the equation, box owners and coaches and people that have had regular jobs. And we're telling you like 100%, if you're not satisfied, end it. But there's more to it than meets the eye. There's a couple of books that 
outline this pretty well. One is called Getting to Yes. I think the other one is Never Split the Difference. I love that one. Never Split the the Difference. And then the third one I think is called Negotiating with Giants. I may have just made that up, but I think that's what it's called. And anyway, a a lot of this, they, they all have the same principle with it, which is in the world of negotiation, I have hard negotiation and soft negotiation, meaning hard negotiation is I have like, there's a line in the sand and I'm not, and I'm not breaching that line in the sand. Right. And I might have hard negotiating points and I might also have soft negotiating points, which is there's a little wiggle room here. I kind of want this, but there's, I can shift that left or right a little bit. So from a standpoint of like, what are your hard negotiating points? Meaning, okay, you want 15 euros maybe your hard negotiation is like, okay, I want 15 euros, but we can turn that into a soft negotiation or a soft negotiating point, which is maybe not tomorrow, right? 15, or maybe it's 15 12 euros, tomorrow. Right. So, or maybe it's, maybe I have 10 right now, but like a soft negotiating stance would be like, I'd like to get to 15 euros is a six month ramp up to 15 euros acceptable. And I, I think it's worth noting that how you say things and the way you approach these conversations, there's another book called Crucial Conversations is good about this too, which is how I say it and how I approach it. Because I can immediately say something that automatically derails the conversation. And generally it's the assumption of revenue in the business if, this, if we're talking about this particular scenario. So the assumption, because you're asking for a raise, is that the business can afford giving you a raise. I agree with you. Whenever a coach would come to me with assumptions like that, it would it was like my trigger, and it would be like that's my no, point, right? Yeah, you have that no is exactly idea, my point. But not only how much we're spending, but how much more I'm doing as the business owner that you don't see. Exactly, meaning you don't know that I was up at nine o'clock last last night, not reading a book to my kid because I was trying to put together email templates because we're trying to create a new sales funnel or I still have to write two weeks of lesson plans. So I was up at 5.30 this morning and then I coached the 6 a.m. class. I just ran home this morning to take my kid to school to come back here to coach. So all these things that you don't, that you don't recognize that can become problematic and immediately kind of start the conversation on, on a bad foot. So a a potential better way to start the conversation would be something to the tune of, Hey, I'm not sure if the business is in a position for, for me to get a raise, but if it is, I would like to have that discussion. And if it's not, what would it take to have that discussion? Now I'm open because I know you haven't made any assumptions about what the business is, because in a lot of these instances, quite frankly, like you should assume the business is struggling when you walk in to have that conversation. You should assume that the business owner is stressed about not being able to pay rent and maybe they didn't pay themselves last month. Like that, that's a real conversation. So if they're not paying themselves and they have debt on the books and you walk in and ask for a raise, you should not be shocked at all if they're resistant and grumpy about that question. Yeah. And maybe they're embarrassed that they have debt and they don't talk about it and they try to put on a strong face and a strong front for you you know, so you're not worried, you know, meanwhile, every time they pay you 10 euros, they're, it, it's, it's really hard on them, you know, and again, 
I think we're being very generic. We're not. Necessarily we we are. This we are. Thing. And I also, I also don't want this to come across like we're coming at the person asking the question because I'm. No, we're not. Yeah. We are absolutely not. That is not the point. The point is what we're trying to provide is context so that you can have a better conversation about this to eventually get what you want. In order to get what I want, I have to understand what the other party wants because it's. It, if otherwise I'm playing a zero sum game where I win and you lose, and we all know that just because somebody wins doesn't mean somebody else has to lose. So I need to understand what is going on in this game that we are playing. They want to make money. I want to get paid more money. So we have to assume that in order for both of those things to happen, that revenue needs to go up, not necessarily more members revenue needs to go up. So there's a lot of ways to do that. You could ask them, would you be cool if I did some personal training or if I wrote individualized programming or if I did some nutrition coaching, what would a split look like that for you? I know they're your members. I didn't go find these people. So clearly you deserve a percentage of that. Is it 60, 40? Is it 70, 30? Is it four nights? Like whatever. All just have that conversation. But you know, um, you, you need to look at it through the other person's lens so that you can try to find that middle ground and try to figure out what it is that they want. Yeah. So let's take one step back before we wrap this episode up and say, let's, let's take this email at 100% face value. Mm -hmm. So if that were the case to this person, I would say you have to leave because to me, it sounds like you don't have respect for this box owner. You feel undervalued, and they're not really doing it for the right reasons anyway. That's me just reading this email. Yeah. You know, assuming everything you're saying is 100% accurate, we know this to be true. You're not getting paid enough. You're, you're doing more than you should. The box owner doesn't even give a shit. Yeah, they're right? bad they don't even know. Right, they don't even know. That's, you know they may not be bad people, but they don't. They don't know the members' names. They only are doing this for the money, not be, not for the love of CrossFit, not for the love of helping others. This is not a good fit. You know, I would go and say, even if you got your 15 euros, it's still not a good fit. Because yeah, if he paid you however much a number, money. There's a number. There's a number where it's a good fit. Yeah, but, yeah. You pay but, me 120 euros an hour and be like, I'm there. I'm yeah. yours. <laughs> um, right. but, but the point is, it sounds to me like this person truly cares about CrossFit. They're not going to get any development at this box. Well, the other crazy thing is, which I don't think people think about, but like this is the this is the old the same old story, right? Which is okay. So let's assume this person is shit. I don't know. Let's assume that if he's a part time, he's in, in this he or she. I keep saying he, but the uh, let's let, this person is a is an engineer. They have a full time job. So let's assume they can coach no more than max. 10 a week, but probably not 10 a week, right? So two classes a day, five times a week, if they have a day job. So let's call it, they coach 20 classes a month. So most part-timers is probably something to the tune of 20 classes a month, 20 to 25. So let's say 20. If they're making 10 euros times 20 classes, we can all do the math on that. It's 200 euros. Could you do that some, somewhere else? Could you train people in your garage for 200 euros? Could you do some personal training for 200 euros? And if you right, care is it about worth this, driving? Yeah to the next town to get 15 euros, even if that means you have to work less hours. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options here. So I think, you know, some, some good wisdom I got years ago was, you know, 
try to turn things into a math equation if you can. Like there's variables in there when you need to trust your gut and all that stuff. But typically if you try to make is it make it as objective as possible, the math tends to make the decision for you and you start to look at it a little bit more objectively rather than emotionally. It's not to say that you shouldn't make decisions based on gut and I like this person and we vibe well together and all that stuff. But at some point, you're going to look at that math problem and be like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm grumpy. The thing that I love is now a pain in my ass and I don't make any money when it's all said and done. And to every reasonable person, that sounds like a bad idea. Like regardless of whether we're talking about CrossFit or, you know, making sandals, like it doesn't matter. Making sandals. That's the option. Yeah, I mean, in Ireland, that's the only other option. It's CrossFit or sandals. Um, and Guinness. And Guinness, yeah. Um, so, so again, we're trying to look at it again, because I think anytime you get an email like this, there's obviously some biases going on with it. This person has their beliefs. But, yeah, I mean, do, do, do that math that Fern just spoke about and figure out, is, is it worth it? Because you know, m- maybe there is no other box that will allow you to coach with less experience. And this is your only way to gain that experience before going to another box. So, you know, there, there, there's so many options. I, I think hopefully we've touched on a, a, a few major topics that other people will, you know, that will resonate with them as well. Uh, and again, you could literally do this however you want. Let's, let's go in the middle. So we've gone, we've gone both ends of the spectrum. We've like, I'm out. This place sucks. We've gone the other direction, which is like, okay, what's the timetable for me to stay here forever and then get what I would like out of it? Well, there's a third option in there and probably a fourth and fifth, which is, okay, I'm going to suck it up for right now because it's not forever. And I'm going to create my own six month, eight month plan to leave here as I start teeing up option B and C at which I'm going to be happier. So all I need to do now is be a little bit greedy about what's important to me. What's important to me is I get some experience on the floor coaching. I can deal with this crap scenario right now in order to make that happen, but I'm not going to stay here forever. I'm going to try to tee up my, my exit plan so that I can have something better moving forward, but I can still use this for what I need right now, which is time on the floor, seeing and correcting, teaching, working on the six criteria, trying to make it the best powers of people's day. And I can do that independently of, my plan to exit this, whether it's tomorrow or six months from now or five years, it doesn't matter. So figure out which one of those works best for you. And the reality is it's probably the middle one based on what you and I know in our experience. It's probably the middle one. It's like, keep doing it, be greedy, get what you need out of it, and then get out of there when you can. Yeah. I mean, that's really the, the answer often lies in the middle there, right? So we have those two extremes of like, you quit, or you go in and you make this crazy demand. I don't believe either of those extremes make anyone happy. So you have to find that difference in the middle and you have to kind of, you you know, you're not splitting the difference as as that book title implies, but you're, you're making a conscious effort and decision to move forward, but in a way that doesn't put you out in the short term, but sets you up for success in the long term. Like a, a real hard example of this would be when I think we talked about this before, which is like we when you like a purchase a gym. So let's say let's let's remove it and say purchase a gym with I want to raise. Right. So typically, if I'm purchasing a gym, the seller wants a number. Right. And at some point, we have to agree on the number. 
right? And it's so we're just be like, okay, this is what it's worth. And then after that, so that's generally like the hard negotiation, like the numbers, the hard negotiation. That can be paired with a soft negotiation about like, okay, what are the terms of this purchase? That's as the buyer, that is generally more what I'm worried about than anything. Like I can deal with the number as long as the terms fit what I got, what I got going on. So if it's the negotiation of the hard negotiation, all right, what's the number that we can both meet at and be okay with? Okay. Is it 12 euros an hour? Okay. Well then how quickly can we get to 12 euros an hour? And then is that a hard stop or is there another level after that? So get to the immediate negotiation, which is like, what can they tolerate? right now and then start negotiating the follow-on terms for that later on down the road yeah I, th I think the challenge for this much like our episode on buying and selling is people love this and they love crossfit they're super attached to it so they're trying to justify a lot of things that are red flags in their head mm -hmm. you know like we said if we're taking this email at face value there's a ton of red flags these guys don't give a shit they don't know the names they're not even buying toilet paper like those are red flags and you're just justifying staying there because of your love of CrossFit, because of your desire to become a great coach, because you just, it gives you value and it gives you self-worth, which is awesome. Like those are all reasons to stay, but you know, it, it's like dating someone, right? How, how many times have we all dated someone? And it's like, we see those red flags with like, Hey, but the sex is really, really good. And you're I, like, I was engaged to a girl. And I broke up with her afterwards. And when I broke up with her, literally every single person in my life was like, man, I'm really glad you didn't do that. And I was like, what? Why, did you tell me Why didn't you tell me? And to a T, every single person was like, you aren't going to listen. You had to come to that decision on your own. And I was like, mm, that's fair. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know, how crazy they are in the bedroom when they're insane. And I mean... I assume you're not talking about Jess in that situation. No, no, we're married. This one was a this one was a full this one was a full Jerry Springer show. That's what it was. Um, but anyway. please just don't just tell Jess the episodes not to listen to when I say anything like that. You're assuming she listens to the show. <laughs> she once in a while she listens because I get like a little emoji message on uh, like the knife, the dagger Everyone. emoji. <laughs> Every, 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 every once in a while, she'll say something like, oh, you listen to the episode. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, and I won't even ask what she thought of it. I'll just be like, thanks. <laughs> <Let's move on. laughs> no, you told me that story when we were on the dropping in uh, road trip. Actually, speaking of the latest episode came out yesterday, CrossFit Briar Creek. Briar Creek. Um, the sixth episode of the season. And actually the only, the only box that we went to that did one workout. That's not true. Which other one did one workout? Oak City and Noose River and TTG. No, We're, we have a different definition of one workout. This is okay. TTG, we did the snatches and then we did the kettlebell. I'm saying like literally only one thing. Well, the, the kettlebell holds, that was the cash out. That wasn't a workout. That was like do it or don't do it. Sure. And Noose River, I believe, weren't there lunges before the workout? Oh, you know what? You're right. It was like a very, uh -huh. it wasn't a stretch. It wasn't like a strength thing. I, it was just like, Hey, do these, but it wasn't it in preparation for the workout. Hey, but before we move any further, somebody that's listen, listening to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, you, we're not going to talk about that? Yeah, Just rewind that book. Book was right. Yeah. Clip, clip yeah. that, send it to me, please. So I can have it as like my text message every time. Fern. You're right. Like, you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. by the way, did you get the new shirt? Best hour of the day shirt? 
I no, I haven't got mine. Out. I Did got you? mine yesterday. Yeah, sweet. Oh, so you chose not to wear it for the show. That's great. Well, it's under. I'm. I just took the dogs for a walk. It's freezing here in Colorado this morning. I, I don't know what that has to do with you putting on a t-shirt. It's under the sweatshirt. Is it? No, not really. Yeah, I was gonna say take that damn sweatshirt <laughs> off because you're not outside right now. <laughs> but anyway, this shirt. It's super. I did put it on. It's super comfortable, and I love the the orange and the do less. Just uh, do that. Just better. I can't really, wait. It's really cool. So anyway, those are unfortunately sold out. On that note, we'll just uh, we'll give Matt a plug. It, listen, if you guys have, you know, what, I've seen a lot of people start getting their coaches' gear now because of that. So good on you. If you guys do not have gear for your coaches, or you want to figure out some way to pay for it like that you don't have to come out of pocket. Like you, there's real creative ways to do that. Hit up Forever Fierce. Talk to Matt. He'll help you guys out. Yeah, I used them for Thunderbro as well recently. We did a shirt like that, similar to Best Hour, where it was order online only. And, it, you know, it's nice. It's like you're not making as much per shirt, but you're also not doing anything. You do so nothing. You do yeah. absolutely nothing. The shirt came out great. And then he also sent us some for the for Wadapalooza, which were a different shirt. And those just – those came out phenomenally. Like I, I loved him. So, you know, he does a great job. So definitely check him out. All right. Well, hopefully, you know, I, you know, what we needed, you know, those, um, those ask Jimmy type things, they always had a sign off of like, you know, desperate in Ireland, you know, sleepless in Seattle. We need, uh, <laughs> we need to give them names. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, drunk in drunk in Ireland's question is, uh, <laughs> unhappy, unhappy coach in Ireland. Yeah. So, unhappy leprechaun that's what that is today <laughs> but hopefully we helped i mean with with so many of our answers i feel like it's not often black and white but i've always said that's the beauty of crossfit and it's the beauty of being an entrepreneur there there is you know hey black and white is your business needs to make money and it needs to stay in business but the gray there is how you accomplish that so hopefully we helped and at least if we didn't give you a specific answer or a definitive answer we've given you some food for thought and some some stuff to ponder yeah and i think just to put if if you need one more thing to put you at ease typically and when i say typically i mean almost always the conversations are not nearly as bad as we build them up to be in our mind so you generally walk out of them saying man that really wasn't that bad that went way better than i thought occasionally you'll have something go sideways you're like that didn't go well but I mean, I don't know what your experience of mine is. Typically, I work, I work this whole thing up in my mind. I'm like, this is going to be a disaster. And then I walk out of there and I'm like, wow, that went swimmingly. Yeah, to the point that you don't want to do it. And, and I've yeah. learned, and I've, especially recently, it seems like the last three to six months, I've realized just impo how important the value is in communication. Be it with employees if you're the owner be it with, you know, partners, if you're in a partnership, be it, you know, in, with your significant other. It's just like, I bet you a lot of this email will be fixed with a simple communication. You know, you're in Ireland, go get yourself an Irish coffee for breakfast, whatever you guys do out there, uh, get yourself some uh, corned beef and cabbage, whatever goes on and, uh, you know, sit down and just have a, <laughs> some potatoes. Is that what it is? You're just throwing <laughs> things out there. Yeah. But, you know, but it's just a matter of just talking and, and, and try to do it from an open-minded perspective, no pointing the fingers, you know, I'm a big proponent. If you read the book, Best Hour of Their Day, of the whole message model, I see, I think, I feel, I want, you know, a quick role play of that would be like, hey, I see I'm getting paid 10 euros. It's got to be non-negotiable, black and white. This is factual. 
Um, you know, I think um, most boxes are getting $15 an hour for their coaches. I'd, lo- I'd like to get there. You know, I feel undervalued at 10. Um, I'd love to get to 15. That's it. It's, it's, you know, it wasn't pointing fingers. It was being, you know, it put your feelings into the mix and, and hopefully, you know, and, and that's And you where, didn't make a demand. You left it open. Exactly. And that's where, okay, if this person truly is a bad person, we'll find out right now. At which point your, your, all of your questions have been answered. If they're yeah. like pound sand, get out of here. And you're like, I will get out of here uh, forever. Thanks. Yeah. I'm out. Now you're stuck, you know, coaching something you An don't want to be doing. Classes. Exactly. Yeah, and you, and you don't love this like I do. So hopefully that helps. And I hope that this person gets that raise that they want, but I also hope they have a better understanding of that box owner's perspective. Is that a good title? All about the Benjamins? All about the Benjamins. What is that? You That is not, I don't know what you just sang, but it certainly wasn't P. Diddy. You just, when you become a father, you just sing little ditties that don't actually have any rhythm or meaning. What do, What does Logan watch? Like, what's her show? Dora? Did she do the Dora thing? We did a little Dora for a while. What was the one that drove me mildly insane? Bubble Guppies? Bubble Guppies was one. It's time for lunch. It's time for lunch. Hey, kids, let's go outside. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm a crazy person. Um, But, yeah, she did get an Alexa in her room. She told me about it yesterday. So we What do you mean, like you didn't know about it? She bought it herself? Well, no, no, no. Well, she did move it out of a room. We put it in the upstairs in the playroom. And then I walked in a room last night and it's literally next to her bed. And I walk in there and she says, Alexa, or she says, Alec, uh, uh, Alexka, because she has like a little speech thing. Alexka, tell me a spooky story. I'm like, no, I want you to go to bed. Shut up. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, Kids these days have Alexas in their rooms. We had, oh, I, we didn't, I didn't even have a cordless phone in my house till I was out of high school. Well, last night it got late and we, we were just battling going to bed. And she said, can you read me a story? And I was like trying to help Jess with a baby or something. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, ask Alexa to read you a story. And she was like, oh yeah. It went up there, <laughs> gone. I was like, all right, cool. Your, your best friend is a virtual robot just play her the latest episode of best hour of their day and it'll put her right to sleep yeah (laughs) so anyway we hope that helps all about the benjamins um if you have any other questions like we said this is what we do email us the the last few episodes that's what we've been doing we've just been digging into our inbox and we file them away for future episodes so if you have a question about anything hit us up uh ask ask the best hour of their day coaches and if you can you know, sign it off with a, with a fun name. So we know who you are, but um, thanks for the, thanks for the question. And we hope that answered, we hope that answered it. Thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with best hour of their day. When it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback, we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. 
And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.